Area 52 Alien Encounter of David Stevens Alien abduction claims steadily increased throughout the United States in the 1970s. And while it was still several years before abductees were regularly appearing on sofas and comfy chairs and tongue and treat daytime chat shows around America, some remarkable incidents were beginning to surface. One of them occurred in October 1975, the account of two young men from the upper north, upper northeast of the United States, Maine, perhaps more famous as the setting of many a Stephen King novel. Though there were two witnesses to this bizarre encounter, only one of them, David Stevens, would be willing to talk publicly about the ordeal. There was also one, only one that would undergo hypnotic regression in order to reveal the full extent of the apparent outer-worldly events following excessive sessions, including several interviews of members of his family by several leading doctors who determined repeatedly that Stephen was very much telling the truth. It was coming up to 3 a.m. a.m. in the early hours of the 27th of October 1975 when 22-year-old David Stevens and his friend Glenn Gary were driving along a quiet road in the countryside just outside North Oxford, Maine. There was the only vehicle on the road, their long, lone headlights cutting through the thick darkness of the night in front of them. As in, that was until a, a lit UFO was big as a football field filled their sights. The strange object would head straight into their car, maintaining position directly over their moving vehicle for several moments. Then a beam of light shot from the beam off like craft and hit them. The vehicle immediately went into sideways skid, coming to the stop within 15 feet further down the road. Each man must have blacked out as the next thing they knew they woke in a stationary vehicle. Several hours had passed. They returned home, confused, and both aware that something very much out of the ordinary had just happened to them. However, it would be several weeks before Stevens would see a doctor and undergo hypnotic regression to unlock the missing hours, following the blinding light incapacitating their car. When he listened to the hypnotic sessions back, his mind was very, was flooded with disturbing events on the lonely road near Maine. Incidentally, subsequent investigations would reveal a cooperating witness of sorts, although he didn't see the incident involving Stevens, a police officer, but would report a UFO in the same area in the same time. Hardly likely he witnessed the same object David Stevens claimed he saw went abroad. Though those men it seemed blocked them out of their minds, the strange events appeared to begin before them stopped the huge brightly lit object. About two PM there was while while heading towards Lake Thompson, the car suddenly came under outside control. The pair would find themselves on the black road to Oxford. However, the car appeared to be elevated on the road. Stevens recalled a pair who went around the curve and suddenly saw their coloured lights in front of them. They were only visible for a few hundred, few seconds before 
Two bright lights filled all points of their vision. The next memory Stephen's thought has was of lying looking down the car from the window of a strange room. Then he noticed a strange creature enter the room. He would describe his strange being as being four foot and a half tall and extremely pale skin. Perhaps strangest of all was a mushroom shaping of its head. Three, two eye. There were two eyes without eyebrows, and no, a place of a nose, two dots. Round his body was a sheet or robe. Messes sounded inside his head, not to be afraid, suggesting to investigate his telepathic communication. Creature then guided Stevens to a different room, in which he, in which there were several other figures, the same as the first. The room had a distinct medical feel to it, including what appeared to be an operating table, on which he was told to get on it. Once there, samples of his blood were taken. When he was asked to undress, instead of complying, he took his chance and lashed out, hitting one of the creatures. Though the action on Stephen's part caused the creatures to back away from the tables slightly, they merely persisted with that he would not be harmed, and asked him to undress for examination. Eventually, the surreal nature of the experience already weakening, and he resolved it might have... Stevens did as he was requested. The next thing he knew, a large device of an arm like an X-ray machine was moving over him. As as the device was moved in over the entire entity of his body, a distant clicking would ring out. It would leave samples of his hair and even fingernail clippings. This would go into some kind of strange-looking tubes. He was then asked to redress, which he did, immediately realising Sonny in another room, again looking out a window. This, then his memory appeared to fast forward. Once more, he suddenly back in his driver's seat of his car. His Glenn in a, in a passenger seat besides him both were counting and the vehicle was still in the middle of the road. It was at some boy's position. Even more unnerving, however, the large craft remained, uh, remained over them. Stevens quickly started the engine, pulled away from the scene. It goes fast to the po- town of Poland where the strange object finally appeared for the fight, disappeared from sight. A short time later, they turned under the car around to the head back towards Oxford. Not long before they go doing so, though the car once again came under control of external force. The pair would find themselves a dark lane overlooking tripod that was about the engine cut out and the large engine appeared in front of them. Stevens quickly started the engine and pulled away from the scene. He later go, goes fast town to Poland. I've done that bit, so sorry. The craft was no more than 300 feet from the roof of the car. As they moved in awe of the unbelievable display above them, they also noticed the two small crafts emerge from the water. They would rise high before diving towards the water again. They would repeat it several times before 
they, along with the main craft hovering over the crippled car shot in the air and disappeared. The encounter lasted already 20 minutes. By the time they restarted the car and set off to Stephen's home, Parents' home, the sky above them was beginning to lighten. A look at the clock revealed it would be after 7am. The two young men went straight into bed, arriving home determined to keep the encounter to themselves last. Tests, everyone thinking we were nuts. However, shortly after arriving back, we began to feel extremely ill. Stevens, we recall how felt like he was in a daze. I'm wondering, feeling as though he couldn't walk, see straight, or even hardly talk. When Stevens' mother examined the young man, he, she would find their hands and feet swollen, both men sweating yet complaining of feeling intense cold, despite them doubling their layers. I couldn't keep them warm enough, she recalled. But in the day, around 12 hours after the incident, he decided to begin to feel somewhat better. However, both wouldn't go back to full health for several days. You have been listening to Area 52. The Disturbing Alien Encounters of David William Stevens. Area 52 Pilgrim UFO Sighting Most American citizens believe the first UFO occurred in 1947 at Mount Rainier in Washington, then Roswell, New Mexico. But they are in for a little bit of a surprise. There really was a first sighting of the UFOs in America. According to Puritan, the answer is firm no. The first recorded sighting in New England, America, occurred in 1639 near present-day Boston. It was recorded by the, that year by Jane, John Winthrop, the governor of Massachusetts Bay Connolly. His journal entry dated March 1st, Gives a detailed account of strange events that set New England abuzz. Winfrey's story stands apart from his other more conventional entries, within him recorded his real life success and challenges facing Puritans. But on the 1st of March, his writings describe bizarre, outwardly happenings, from inexplicable lights to missing hours of time. The X Files has nothing to do on this 17th century tale of identified. Identified flying objects, even possible alien abduction. Riff relate, relates that the James Everwell, a sober, discreet man, was rowing a boat, two other men, the muddy river, which emptied through a swamp in a tidal basin on the Charles River. All of a sudden, a light, new light came into view, according to the men. They both hovered and then flew at high speed back and forth between their vessel and ve- village of Charleston, two miles away. As as Winfrey describes, when he, when it stood still it all flared up and about three yards square, then it ran contra- contracted in the figure of a swine. It ran as swift as an arrow towards Charlton and so up and down about two to three hours. Captivated by the sight, ever well his companions watched with speeding light for hours, yet the strangest part of the story still awaited them. According to Winthrop's account, the, the men watched the light event and came down in their lighter boat 
About a mile pushed by the tide, yet the light vanished and men realised the men both returned to its original location. They had no memory of rowing against the tide and dropping anchor. They speculated that the light somehow transported them back to where they died. A three men in the boat weren't the only witnesses of the bizarre UFO account, according to Withrow. Divers, other credible persons saw the same light at the same time, place.